0: Welcome to the Bioelectronics Podcast by NeuroCore. I'm your host, Rick Rowan, and this is where we can hear about how Bioelectronics is changing healthcare and providing benefits to both patients and healthcare systems worldwide. This week, we're joined by Hilda and James. Hilda is the Norwegian distributor for NeuroCore Bioelectronics, and Dr. James Samru, who's a regular on the podcast to uh, talk about the medical side of what NeuroCore Bioelectronics does. Hey, Rick. Hilda, would you like to give an intro to yourself and some of your background being a qualified physiotherapist? You've also been in the health and wellness industry for, for quite some time. Would you like to give us a little bit of background?
1: Absolutely. So my name is Hilda Tom. Uh, as Rick said, I'm the Norwegian distributor for Neurocore. And um, from background, I'm a physical therapist with about 23 years of experience. Um, the last 10 years, I've been more on the business side where I've been a distributor for different physical therapy equipment. And then the last four years I have been into bioelectronics.
0: The most exciting part.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I
1: always had a fascination for electrotherapy that we call it, you know, from, mm-hmm. from earlier days as a physical therapist, that's, that's the wording that we used. Um, and the more I learned, the more fascinating it is, I have to say.
0: And it's interesting that I, I remember when i was um a teenager <clears throat> 13 14 when i first very first had my first surgery and uh, going to the physio and being that like, wheel out the trolley with the big electrodes and, yeah. um, and um, put, put them on it and do it sorry to interrupt there yes go.
1: On. oh no 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 problem no i'm just saying that the, the technology today has advanced tremendously over the recent years you know in, in comparison to. When I first started out uh, practicing physical therapy, you know, with the huge machines that nobody knew how to use, or or even the small uh, simple devices. Um, but it, it's it's really you know if you know some some physiology and the way the body works, you know, it's it's very obvious that this this is uh, a therapy that you know has a tremendous. Um, possibility uh, of positive outcomes
0: yeah you know? sure yeah. it's funny that point you make there about nobody knowing how to use the machine i mean yeah. obviously uh, both yourself and myself i've spoken to you know many clinicians or therapists who ha- are aware of the the technology or aware of yeah. electrotherapy, and yeah. the degree of expertise i suppose as in many areas of of um, any industry varies greatly from highly experienced and skilled to entry-level uh, skill sets and you know p- part of the problem is is that it's not the therapy the therapy itself is is you know definitely a powerful part of it. But it's knowing what to use when and what outcome is going to be derived from what application and knowing what application to use for what treatment. And um, this is, you know, the future is the ability to be able to personalise that for the patient as a clinician or a therapist would, but to do it in a way that the, not only the patient can use, but the therapist can also rely on some, even if it's baseline figures for, you know, for what they're actually trying to treat. And the you know whether whether the success of that treatment is is very, very positive or you know not as expected really is determined by the application of the correct frequencies and protocols for the application
1: Yeah, I completely agree, uh, but the problem is that not many uh, uh has that knowledge you know and and from my experience it, microcurrent is like. Nobody knows, uh, you know, the benefits, or I wouldn't say nobody, but there, there's a few, very few practitioners that knows about microcurrent and what it could do. Yeah,
0: definitely, There's it's a. I mean, it, in relative terms to things like peripheral nerve stimulation and neuromuscular microcurrent technology, and, and as a therapy, is a is a very new area of science if you like when I say new it's been around for for quite some time but the development of it is in its very early infant stages I would expect uh, James you would have come across neuromuscular you would have come across peripheral nerve but um you know unless it was recently you would probably have never heard of microcurrent as an as a therapy
2: correct yeah it's 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 a funny one mate because Obviously, you know going through medical school and all the rest of it, you learn about the nervous system and you learn um, the, the sort of normal physiology of how the body creates its own electricity almost you know and, mm-hmm. and axons and neurons and you know the the pathophysiology of things like m s and how that all relates but it's funny, you know I can't ever remember being ever taught about, you know, what if this electricity was externally applied, what happens then other than, you know, the obvious things about defibrillation and all the rest of it, if you're trying to, you know, shock the heart and, and that side of things. And, you know, particularly when I learned anesthetics and intensive care, that side of things becomes more relevant and you go a bit deeper into the physiology, particularly around pain and all the rest of it. But I guess the question for Hilda, for me would be you trained in Norway, right Hilda, is that correct? Yeah, that's right. And that was in and that was in physiotherapy.
1: No, I'm sorry. Now I misunderstood your question. I'm trained in Germany actually.
2: In oh, Germany. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And that's in physiotherapy, right? E- exactly. So, how much how much was electrotherapy taught in terms of physiotherapy in germany i mean is it is it a genuine part of the curriculum do you learn yes. the physiology of it do you yes. learn the effects on pain do you learn the effects on wound? Know, you know what's the talk to me about like kind of what what the what the training's like in terms of like therapy because as i say for medicine we learn very little so i'm interested to know if in physiotherapy it's a mainstay of the of the curriculum
1: so it's a difference between what, what they learn here in Norway and, uh, in physical therapy school. Uh, and in Germany, we had, we had that as a, uh, what, what do you call it, uh, a subject, you know? So we learned, okay. we learned quite a lot about it then. Uh, so when I came back to Norway after my studies, I, uh, I used it quite a lot on my patients. And when I met the Norwegian students that, you know, that I got to know and, and in hospitals here, they were barely using it. They didn't have as much knowledge here uh, it's just the recent years i would say maybe last 10 10 15 years i have experienced that they use it more and more but then again it's older technology that he used though in in hospitals and and the therapist here
2: interesting yeah so it's yeah i just find it i just find it interesting because there's there's obviously, I mean, what I've learned since obviously coming onto your podcast, and I mainly sit here and ask questions because I'm curious, is that there's obviously this, this field of, of electrotherapy or bioelectronics, whatever you want to call it, it, that there's clearly, you know, effects that it has on the body, but it just seems like the opportunity for research is just so great because some people use it. Some people don't, some people use it in, in some areas. There's different types. You can talk about surface level stuff, microcreen. You can talk about use on the muscles. You can talk about use on the nerve. You know, there's lots of different things, isn't there? And it seems that some areas of the world have used it far more than others and seem far more advanced. And I suppose someone, you know, well-traveled like yourself has probably noticed those differences, right?
1: yeah absolutely and also you know there's still a misunderstood term uh you know the, the tense term everybody speaks about tense when you talk to physical therapists there they're, oh that's a tense machine you know and, yeah. and i know you covered that in a previous episode but that's uh, that's you know even when we went to the hospital break and and talked to um, the physical therapist there in the pain clinic they they use, they use uh, bioelectronic therapy a lot on their patients, but even him you know he he was still using the term tense and he was not familiar with with at all
0: but that, that's an interesting uh, story there James you're talking about <clears throat> um, you know there's not, there's, a, uh, there's an opportunity there for. For research, uh, you know, attitude is a is a big thing. That uh, story about this, the Drammen Hospital, isn't it? The other, the main hospital in in um, Oslo? Os- is it Oslo? The, the hospital was no, in I can't okay. You you were driving, so I was just a passenger.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not Oslo. It's outside of Oslo, oh, okay. but it's it's uh, I think it's the um, second uh, what should I say largest hospital in in Norway. That is. Uh, on the forefront with, uh, you know, biolatronic medicine or biolatronics though. It's use Yeah. yeah. So, because not every hospital or not every clinic uses that anymore. Uh, because they, they don't have enough, uh, knowledge about the recent advancement it seems like, uh, because many seems to have a negative thought, uh, that, you know, uh, I think there's a lot of uh, studies out there that is not of good quality. And physical therapists tend to say, oh, that's not efficient. Tends, we don't use it because, you know, the study shows that it's not efficient. It's not, it's not helpful. They don't use it. And that's because they, they don't have knowledge about, you know, the advancement in this technology.
0: No, but, but interestingly enough, the the Drummond Hospital, which I will say Hilde invited me, to um, a meeting with them which at their request and when I arrived at the airport um, Hilda said to me have you got your presentation ready (laughs) I I thought I was going there to support her (laughs) 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 the dreaded question ahead of a meeting (laughs) Um, uh, secondly when we arrived um, I thought it was you know with the the head of the pain clinic Uh, the gentleman that Hilda just referred to the doctor and um, uh, as it turned out, it there was actually a team of ten from from the the pain clinic. Uh, some key personnel included neurosurgeon uh, um, uh Yes, the physiotherapist. The, the oh, you, must got, you must have got grilled, mate. <laughs> <laughs> to, to their absolute credit, um, it was a surprising meeting. Actually, they were very inquisitive, very open, and you know, given their level of expertise, once once the, the technology its application how we apply it, the methodology was explained they were fully engaged yeah Do you know what, i can i can believe that mate because you know i
2: I've, I've probably been on a similar journey with this which is you know a little bit of knowledge is a bad thing sometimes and i think you know there's there's often with, with with things that are new there's often cynicism right and yes. and that happens and i think you know as someone that studied medicine and and learned within my curriculum the, the fact that it didn't have electrotherapy and bioelectronics just means that my natural instinct when i hear about it is to be like oh, really really but then yeah obviously if you know the physiology and you're just talking from You know, in a very factual way about the way that the technology works and the evidence that you have seen behind it. I think if you're a neuroscientist or a consultant anaesthetist or indeed a professor of any of those things, you can start to piece together actually how this might work and, you know, the mechanisms of action that it might have. And you can, you know, having that level of expertise was probably better than having a room full of junior doctors who would have just, you know, been probably far more cynical,
0: you know, and, and perhaps less open to it. No, and that is abs- that's absolutely what happened. And um, you, you know, the request for further information, yeah. um, discussions around how they might implement it into um, their patient treatments, um, you know, the, the various applications. It was a very very positive meeting. Matter of fact, it resulted in two further meetings, as well as one of the uh, head doctors of the hospital buying a unit personally for himself. Very nice. Um, but it, it it is, you know, there's both attitude, there's both education, and um, you know, it's I'm not gonna say it's an it's an easy path. And Hilda's found this as as well. But what is really positive is that just the the results really prove for themselves. You know, the results of bioelectronics or properly applied bioelectronics really sort of prove themselves. And you know, Hilda's had quite some very, very good results including those that have ended up in local press um the results from the hospital and other personal patients which you know is obviously very very positive for us and very very positive for the industry in general
1: Mm, absolutely especially especially the results from from just using microcurrent has been amazing i've been amazed so many times you know i sent a device to a to a person that, you know, I was previously in contact with on the phone and explaining, you know, their, their their issue. And I thought, okay, well, I'm probably gonna get this device back, you know, because we have this 30 day, um, you know, money back guarantee if they don't get any results. But a few of these people have been getting amazing results just by using microcurrent where I thought, well, I'm not sure if this is gonna help, but the feedback has been really, really good.
0: Any specifics that you could share? I mean, I'm as interested probably as James is. Yeah. I was going to ask the same question, mate.
1: (laughs) So, I was recently sharing a couple of stories with you, Rick. I just had, just a few weeks ago, uh, an older man who was probably close to 70. And he had had some colorectal surgery a couple of years ago. And he was having really, really bad pain. And he was taking like high doses of Oxycontin you know, several times a day and he was not getting any better. And they thought maybe it was some nerve damage, also some scar tissue that was bothering him, you know? So he contacted me and said, look, I've tried everything. I've tried tens. I'm eating tons of pills every day. I'm just sick of it. You know, this is my last resort. Do you think this is something that could help me? And uh, I said, the only thing I think might can help you, I don't know, but it's, you know, it's worth it for you to test it. And that is microcurrent. So he actually came to my house uh, and I uh, instructed him how to put the pads on and, you know, how, you know, and instructed him to do it more than he says in the manual, you know, in the booklet to do like two, three, four hours a day, maybe with microcurrent, because you can just put the pads on and microcurrent, you don't feel it. So you can just go about your daily things and just, you know, while you're doing therapy on yourself. And after a week, he contacted me and he said, look, I'm already feeling this. This is amazing. I can't believe, you know, this has already been such a relief. And I'm like, you know, getting teary eyes, you know, because the man was in just such pain.
2: Hilda, in, term, in terms of microcurrent for pain, our last two episodes were on microcurrents. So we heard from Chloe, who's the kind of you know resident expert at, at NeuroCore about the science and stuff behind it. My understanding of microcurrent then is that obviously it's you know, a millionth of an ampere. It's operating kind of at the cellular level. What? Why do you think microcurrents worked for pain in this instance? Is it because the pain was linked to the wound and it was superficial and you think it, it contributed to wound healing? Or, or do you think the mechanism was something else?
1: You know, I think in this case, uh, it's actually the, the the muscle release that the muscles around that area sort of get released. Sometimes. Okay,
2: so you thought it was spasms, so like a spasm
1: almost, that you know uh, that um it made the problem worse, and then yeah. you um the blood circulation, you know, that sure, sure,
0: sort
1: of a pain relief.
0: There's probably a number of factors there james which is interesting I and mean, the, the spasm most definitely could be but yeah that's normally off the back of you know inflammation or some type of mm. um, trigger um i mean the the, the microcurrent that um, held there uh, or that he's using uh, uses a, a baseline what we call a, a baseline frequency one that is uh before normalizing the cell current and then it uses a a sequential quad wave which is aimed at things like inflammation um, as well as triggering the healing cascades it's probably a a number of factors he's he potentially may have needed a bit of a a electrical kickstart if you like with regards to any type of healing and reduction in the inflammation so this is the thing it's I mean, it's yeah, so like when you say microcurrent,
2: things. it's not only, I mean, yes, that's referring to the fact that it's a millionth of ampere, but actually yes. you're saying that, you know, there's two types of even, you know, pulse that you talked about there that, that's actually stimulating two different pathways, perhaps.
0: Yeah, the device or the treatment software that um, held out has given him has actually five different okay, got frequencies it. keeping in mind it's a consumer device that is developed for a broad range of applications so we, we've the frequencies that are in it are specifically to cover as much as possible we can't cover all of course mm. and it's not optimized for any one um, it's a little bit like an over-the-counter painkiller it's a, a general use if you like but sure. obviously um has quite a broad range of applications so quite effective for for a lot but um yeah, uh, you know, in his particular case, you know, this is what is sometimes challenging is, what was what was it that actually you know caused his yeah positive result? Um, you, you know, we could we could say all day, but uh, you know, probably it, it's. It's never probably going to be discovered otherwise, and you know the doctors may have been able to, to treat um the issue for him outside of just giving him painkillers in the first place yeah. um, but the, it's the magic of microcurrent. we we like to think so uh you know it's 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 hard to pinpoint
2: his the point yeah we talked about that last time doing you know mm-hmm. you get to some point and you just have to say it's okay we don't necessarily know and like i said before it's the same for for anesthetic drugs that have been used for decades you know um mm-hmm. we don't necessarily know the exact mechanism of action but we do know it has the desired effect and i think
0: yeah yeah it, yeah it's interesting Hey guys, thanks for listening so far. Tune in next week for the rest of the conversation. Have a great week and look forward to having you back.